Coming up this time on This Is True Really News, the food remains fresh. Really? Well, and some nonsense and some fiddle-dee-dee. And gold coins. I like the fiddle-dee-dee, especially with the caramel covering. Ooh, yes. But I like. I also like it in a Bernays. Oddly enough. You're a weird... Yeah, that would be oddly. <laughs> Please like, subscribe, and follow This Is True Really News, because we need you. That so should be a Butler's name. We love you, and we're stuck on the space station, and we need docking feet. Don't go that far. Oh, That's oh, just stupid. Even I wouldn't believe that. For one, we're old and fat. How the hell would we get up there? They needed two rockets just to lift us. Uh, I love you, and I want to come back from the space. Is this working? No. Uh, no. Sheila? Sad, but sort of pathetic. This is True Really News with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know. Uh, oddly would have been a great name for Butler, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, oddly. Would you? Ooh, oddly and deadly. Deadly could be the groundskeeper. That's it. <laughs> oddly, would you tell Mr. Deadly that well, somehow or another her? the bushes have died? Mm. We think it might be a rodent. <laughs> Maybe someone from Parliament. By the way, we think our food has gone bad. Could you check that too? <laughs> I'm not going near that fridge. I'm Ray Minter of East San Jose, California, nowhere near England. Has lived, well, you know, unless you're like looking at a globe from yeah. far away, then it's about that far. Yeah. Ray Minter of East San Jose, California, has lived in his home since 1960, he told KTVU TV. And, and why they asked is beyond me. <laughs> Maybe it was maybe wait, 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 we were wait. just doing a canvas. I had to read farther. Oh, okay. Since 1972, Minter's house has been hit 23 times by cars. Has the exit the 680 South Freeway? I know that I know stories. My dad. What once, the hell? Yep. Do you paint a target on the door? My dad once worked at a church in Illinois. Um, where well, Illinois, the road. I mean, this is California, where normal people the, I couldn't do it. <laughs> where the road wide right at the church property and truckers would constantly run into the church at night. Well, you know, you're not sure the why is there. You're going a little too fast. You're sleeping, you're drinking, you're smoking. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Well, (laughs) here he comes. Despite steel poles installed by his insurance company, a chain link fence out front, cars still find a way to slam right into his home. Yes, they do. Major said, I've had four of the cars come right through my house completely. Oddly, the Prius was stopped by the front door. All the others, <laughs> all the other ones have torn up my fence, and yeah. I've lost three cars that were parked in the yard. Amazingly, none of his family have ever suffered serious injuries. That is Although amazing. His, his niece did have a broken arm and spent time in the hospital after one incident. Hmm. Um, but she was young and had a cape and thought she could stop the car, I'm guessing. <clears throat> of the drivers, Mitter said, most of them, here's a shock. Most of them have been drunk. <gasps> no. Like the guy in 2016 who hit Minter's car at 105 miles an hour. Holy Pete. Wow. He needs was concrete he, barriers. Was, was he drunk or passed out? Pull out some of those tank traps uh, out from uh, Normandy Beach and just ship them just over. Set them right. In, a couple of those in front. You're good. I realize it's not great for views. Right. But, but the entertainment value on the weekend, you could just sit out there, have a weenie roast, watch cars smack into him. 
Ah, those are the days. The city of San Jose said it has no authority over the off-ramp, but encourages drivers to slow the hell down, please, and obey traffic laws. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if a city actually released a statement? That, I want that statement. the hell down. The hell is wrong with you people. Slow it up. A treasure trove of more than 260 gold oh, yeah, coins. Quit drinking and driving too. <laughs> was discovered by a couple in Ellerby, East Yorkshire, under their kitchen floor during renovations. What was this? Ellerby, East Yorkshire? Ellerby. Yeah. East Yorkshire. Yeah. Oh, Ellerby. Never mind that. I have friends in Ellerby, Ellerby, West Yorkshire. <laughs> East Yorkshire. Ew. All the we kind of noses. We kind of. Yes, well, you're the toffee noses. I am. The collection was spotted. I've always in... been a bit of a snoob. <laughs> That's you. It's a cross between a boob and a snob. <laughs> Remind me to tell you about what the drummer asked me that I asked our lead female vocalist. Probably not in this lifetime, Scott. The collection was spotted inside a pot hidden underneath concrete and 18th century floorboards. The coins, dating from 1610 to 1727, belong to the Fernley Meisters, a Hull family involved in Baltic trading. Try that again. The Fernley Meisters? Uh, yeah, it, they're from the name, the hyphenated name people. I get it. Fernley Dash Meisters. A Hull family involved in Baltic trading. So they're I basically masters of Fernleys. Well, Meisters, M A I S T E R S. Oh, so they're mayors of Fernleys. That's <laughs> something. They're. Something yeah. or other. The provisional estimate of the coin's value was placed between 200 and 250,000 pounds. Huh? One of the largest hordes of 18th century English gold coins ever found in Britain. Oddly enough, I've also discovered new relatives in Britain. In their ignorance, the homeowners put the coins up for auction and sold them for a final price, including fees of 754,000 pounds. And then we found out they weren't actually related to me because they were too <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and the kitchen remodeling has just taken on a whole new direction. Wow. Why does that crap not ever happen to me? You know that? Look at this. I discovered a piece of ancient history that's worth several million dollars in my basement. You know what I find in my basement? Mm. Dust bunnies. And comic crap. books. Oh, hey, those could be valuable one day. <laughs> or I won't of, know, but ask my kids' kids. They may have a yeah, One day, one of them. When, <laughs> well, there's a handful that have possibilities. <laughs> okay. Of course, if you save it long enough, of course, all the paper will have been destroyed. Yeah, right. And it'll be there'll be collector's items just because they're printed. And they need toilet paper because there's a pandemic. What? No! <laughs> Barbarian. <laughs> Why do you have space ghosts faced backwards on your butt? When that would be a tattoo. Don't be stupid. Uh, speaking when of trap, I'm getting, I'm getting a tattoo. You are. Yeah. Why does it sound like a bit? No, it's not. It's actually, I am. You're actually getting a tattoo at your age. I'm getting a tattoo at my age. Have you suddenly become stupider? No, I. You're right. That's not possible. It's a tattoo that, that, that um, refers to uh, people uh, who are, are, um, Shall we say, uh, how would you phrase it? That have problems with their mental health. And oh. It's one of the symbols. It's a big deal to me. Okay. That, you know, we treat mental health disorders very seriously and not pejoratively. So I shouldn't get my Arkham Asylum. No, go ahead. I love that. 
love when, tra- when traveling to yoga you know the weirdest part in one of the movies i watched yeah thomas wayne was married to martha wayne yeah and you know who what martha's maiden name in this movie was arkham arkham very weird i never knew that but it made for an interesting yeah i think it's in the new batman movie and i've only <laughs> seen it three times so bite me when traveling to yokohama japan make sure you have unco shop on your must visit list UNCO, does that ring a bell with you? You're uh, fluent in several of the Asian languages. Well, I'm fluent in several of the Asian words. Japanese, UNCO, UNCO, UNCO? UNCO. It's Japanese for uh, poop. <laughs> They're going to the poop store? Shop. When I grew up, there's a place called the Pop Shop, so this just works for me. <laughs> and yes, there's a whole shop devoted to products featuring coiled up human poo. Ooh. Why? I don't know. Oh, wait for it. The clothing, there are clothing items and home accessories. That's kind of the range you've got. Are, are they also made out of poo? I don't guess. Aside gag. I'm pretty much I'm just stunned at the thought. As a matter of fact, the shop Yuck. is the brainchild of Ahiko Nobata, a.k.a. President Poop. What? President Poop. President, who trademarked President the logo Poop. and gave up his job selling high-end men's clothing to start his online business eight years ago. Yeah, I was selling crap anyway. I decided just to... Might as well do it for real. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, he dropped a... See, now, this is where <laughs> He dropped a brick-and-mortar... Retail destination. See, there's dropped two brick, brick and, and mortar. So See? he dropped the deuce. Wow. Uh, complete with a guest book where visitor, visitors draw poops and giggle while drawing them. <laughs> Are all his visitors eight years old? Says Nobada. Probably not. That's what's frightening because... I kind of want to see it now. Oh, yeah. Nobada yeah. says it transcends language and culture and creates universal laughter. What's well, sort of like fart jokes? No. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what kind of poop clothing it, but please tell me it's not made from. Tell me it has wacky designs of. <laughs> and even then, where do you wear it? Um, I mean, you oh, wear that to school. What is that? That's like, you know, you get elected to Congress home. and you wear it to every. Every they day. pass them out there. It's like the uniform. Yeah, exactly. That's Although you don't really need to because they're so full of it that it yep. just well, rips it, out. Exactly. That wasn't very nice. True, but it wasn't very nice. It, my point. So um, from Time Magazine, Monday. How many stories are we doing now? Five? Or did you do the thing? No, I did the thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I did the thing. No, I'm, I did the thing. Okay, go ahead. Now I apologize time- for not being able to count. So, Time Magazine. Uh, Monday, the- June 20th. <laughs> All right, I'm not a big fan of Time Magazine ever. I find them to make you know great toilet paper, but other than that, that was rude. Hey, why is Time Magazine? <laughs> well, you have Time Man of the Year backwards on your butt. <laughs> Let me help you out with that. that stuff. Sorry, I was just Monday, June twenty fourth, nineteen seventy four. So, hey, by the way, when did how long has time been on a business? A million years so far. You, you and Newsweek. Why isn't Newsweek? I think they, they went to online around? early. I don't know. Oh, because they Maybe, still suck too. But yeah, well, yeah. When I was a kid, it was when Newsweek started to batter the snot out of time. Yeah, 
1974, so this is our junior year of high school? Depends. Could have been the end of our sophomore year. Oh, that's true, too. Well, sophomoric would fit. Thank you. In Africa, drought continues for the sixth consecutive year, adding terribly to the toil of famine victims. During 1972 record rains in parts of the U.S., Pakistan, and Japan, it caused some of the worst flooding in centuries. In Canada's wheat belt, and you knew they had to have one, a particularly chilly and rainy spring has delayed planting and may well bring a disappointingly small harvest. Oh, we're back to the Ice Age again. Rainy Britain, on the other hand, has suffered from uncharacteristic dry spells the past few springs. A series of unusually cold winters has gripped the American far west. And right now there are Brits our age going, yeah, I remember those days. While New England and Northern Europe have have recently experienced the mildest winters within anyone's recollection. As they review the bizarre and unpredictable weather pattern of the past several years, a growing number of scientists are beginning to suspect they can make money off of the research for these contradictory meteorological fluctuations, but they're actually part of a global climactic up or climatic upheaval. No, they want it to be climactic so that they can get better money. There'd be that. Telltale signs are everywhere, from the unexpected persistence and thickness of pack ice in the winters around Iceland to the southward migration of warm-loving creature like the armadillo from the Midwest. Since the 40s, the mean global temperature has dropped about 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit. Since the 40s, 40s to 1974. Wow. And they're predicting the next ice age in 1974. You know, my theory is, right, kids have such a small perspective. That's why everything in their life is so big. Right. And and, they're, and they have and they should. to deal with their emotions. It, but it's just everything is so big because it's such a big part of their life at that moment. And it's new. And they've never and seen new. it before. You would think grown-up scientists would know that in the span of things, the thousand years we've been keeping track. Has it even been a thousand years we've been keeping track of things? Well, we've been keeping track and of And writing things. it down? Well, tens of thousands of years. They used to have to count grain. So if you're going to tell me we're billions of years old, Mm -hmm. you've got a a drop in yield bucket, dude. Right. A tiny little drop. Well, very, very much too tiny to extrapolate anything. Thank you. Not only did we not freeze, but now we're going to burn up. No, now we're cooling off again. And these contradictory things are called climate change. (laughs) And that way, all, anything, anything all that happens, yep. anything that happens, hot or cold, wet or dry, it's bad and we're dying. So we might as well have some fun. Tone. I'm all oh, that was fun. the last story. Yeah, I'm out of fun for this. I just <laughs> now I'm depressed. This is true. Really news. Send email to TITR at netradio.network.